Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one website for expert investment analysis. Buy, Hold, Sell is a weekly show where two fund managers share their views on a selection of listed companies in their area of expertise. Buyers and sellers are what make the market, and you'll find that our guests don't always agree on the stocks being covered. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be the first to receive new episodes each week. If there are stocks you'd like our guests to discuss, let us know by leaving a comment in the review segment. Remember, the views expressed in this show are not recommendations to invest. You should seek appropriate investment advice before making any investment decisions. And of course, please read the disclaimer in the show's notes. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to this thematic discussion brought to you by Livewire Markets. My name's James Marley and today we're going to be talking about what most of Livewire's readers think is the number one headwind facing their portfolio in 2022 and that's inflation. Joining me to talk about inflation and how you can turn it from a headwind into a tailwind is Shane Fitzgerald from Monash Investors and John Lockton from Wilson's. Quick one to start off with, one to ten on a scale, how important is thinking about inflation in a portfolio for you? Seven out of ten. So pretty, pretty important. Shane, same question for you. Time matters, but right now I'd say nine. Okay. A bit later on, four or five. Alrighty. So my next question was going to be, do you think the focus on inflation is warranted or overblown? Dig into it for me. Why is it a nine for you? What the market cares about most is changes in expectations and deltas. So we haven't seen inflation for decades in any meaningful way. Inflation has reared its head now, so it's a topical concern. It's also a topical concern because it affects all companies and affects bond rates and all the rest of it, right? But once the inflation has stabilised or has come to some sort of normalisation level, the market will move on. It won't become an issue at all. Okay. So it's about the change for Shane. John, same question to you. Is it overblown, warranted? It's every headline on Livewire in the newspapers. We're all talking about it. There are all the signals which tell me it could well be overblown, which is why I gave it a seven. But to Shane's point, we do have a global central bank situation which are probably arguably behind the curve and somehow they've got to get up to the curve. Um, so yes, we can all talk about um, s- supply issues easing in the second half of the year, but the reality is inflation is really high and the central banks haven't done anything yet. So it is important at the moment. Okay, so let's get into the practical step. We've agreed inflation, there's a change taking place, something we need to have a bit of a think about at the portfolio level. John, I'll stay with you. Give me a couple of practical steps that you think investors can do to assess how vulnerable their portfolio might be to change. Yeah, ironically, James, in this kind of environment, the stocks which have been out of favour for the last two or three years are actually more likely to be in favour. So practical steps, what we're doing in, in the portfolios we're recommending to clients is we've actually done a bit of a tilt over the last six months from some of those higher growth sectors into some of those sectors which are which are cheaper they don't have the same structural long-term tailwinds but in a rising inflationary environment they could actually do quite well so whether that be resources or energy um, or even the financials in terms of the big four banks you know they actually look a little bit better we think relative to the rest of the market versus where they were six months ago okay so talk talk me just just to finish that off on the reweighting process, is it, a, is it a full swing? Is it a little bit of a, a light haircut, like a number two I had on the sides? What are we doing? 
Uh, I think you can go a bit harder than that, particularly on energy. We think there's a, you know, there's a real structural shortage of, of, of oil about, yeah. about to emerge, and we've seen the oil price rally significantly. We actually think there's more in that. So whether you want to own Santos or, or Woodside, um, you know, we think they're two clear beneficiaries here locally. Um, you need to be at least square, if not over, on, on the broader material space. Mm -hmm. So whether you want to play that through BHP or Rio or, or some of the other names. Um, and then on the, on the banks, um, we think you at least need to be market weight, the big four banks. Okay. Shane, same question for you. Just standing back for people to diagnose the portfolio and how susceptible it could be to, to, to this headwind. Yep. What are some of the things that you do internally, you and, you and, you and uh, Simon, when you're looking at your portfolio on this topic? Well, we started off by looking at how long we think inflation is going to be top of mind in the marketplace. Obviously, it's up high at the moment because of supply chain issues and all that playing out. And that's, I think that's why the central banks haven't acted too hard, just yet, because they can see that there's some element of short-term nature to the inflation pushing through. That said, if the supply chain stays messed up for too long, inflation feeds on itself and becomes self-perpetuating, right? So what do you do? You do what you always do. You do bottom-up analysis of the stocks you own. Do they have pricing power or they don't? If we're in the high inflation market, pricing power is everything. Um, so that's what you want to look at. You want to do a review of your portfolio. Do the stocks I own have pricing power? In the short term, any stock you own that has a high P multiple or high valuation is going to come under pressure. Because high inflation means higher interest rates, higher interest rates affects the DCF. Shane, we're in the midst of reporting season, so I suspect you're hearing from a, a lot of um, management teams and CEOs about yep. these specific issues. Are they giving you any clues as to whether or not they think they can pass? Pricing, you know, past price increases through. Yeah, the, look, it's the, the usual their, suspects uh, that have been increasing the prices. What I'm hearing more is the um, most CEOs are sort of saying they're seeing these things start to naturally resolve themselves. The supply chain is freeing up. Yeah, little things like uh, international borders are opening up. There's more passenger planes flying around. There's more cargo hold in those passenger planes. So you know, everything's starting to unwind and improve, but it will take time. Okay, let's um, talk about some of the the rotations that people have, have been moving their money into and John alluded to it, we've seen um, energy sector, we've seen materials doing really well. Um, on the flip side, healthcare, IT, not so good. Do you think some of these moves are, are sustainable and, and are the, some of these beaten down sectors worth picking over? Look, they'll, they'll justify it in the sense that when you have a high duration growth stock, whether or not it's trading on 30 times you know, EBITDA or 25 times or 20 times EBITDA or pick your valuation metrics. It's all values in the eye of the holder in that regard. So whenever there's this, you know, uh, change in valuation expectations of the market, those stocks will all get hit. But they're also the ones you're going to go looking for for the opportunities first. Because at the end of the day, a lot of these stocks are still growth stocks. They're still growing, right? And you know, some of the old economy stocks that do well in an inflation environment, once inflation peters out or stabilises at a 2 3 or 4% level, they become X-growth again and the money will flow back again. John, you talked earlier about rotating to some of these more cyclical sectors. What's going to be the, the point in time where you choose to start picking over the carcass of some of these high growth sectors that have been the funding source for the, for the rotation that you've made? Yeah, for us, it's just looking at the central banks, understanding what we think their terminal rate of uh, where, they, where they set cash rates and, and the timing around that. So to Shane's point, when we've got confidence that that journey is now clear, which it's not at the moment, um, then some of those high growth stocks, which are down 30, 40, 50%, um, which still have growth ahead of them, that's when their time will come back into the sun again. Okay, let's um, get down to a couple of specifics. Uh, John, I'm gonna stay with you on this one. 
What's an example of a company that you think will thrive under an inflationary environment and, and talk me a little bit through the thesis behind it? Yeah, well, one we have in the insurance space. So again, financials um, and relatively cheap relative to history and, and on absolute PE is, is IAG. It's been in the, in, in the sin bin for the last two years. It's been a COVID loser, um, yet it's a good brand. And I don't know about you, but certainly on your personal insurance, whether it's your home or motor, you're seeing mid to high single digit price increases come through. So, you know, duopoly market, it's IAG or it's Suncorp. They do have pricing power um, and it's not going to take a lot for inflation to be one of the potential tailwinds. Not the only tailwind, but one of the potential tailwinds which could help um, lift the share price on IAG quite materially. Okay, IG is John's example. Shane, what have you got that's an example of a company that thrives with this inflationary environment? We like the oil space, yep. similar to John. Um, probably for the same reasons. You know, the, the underlying economies are really booming at the moment. You know, GDP growth rates across everywhere is doing quite nicely at the moment. So the demand's there. The other thing is also impacting the oil space is because of ESG, legitimate ESG concerns and, and rationale, there's been such an underinvestment in new oil fields and new production techniques uh, in the space that you know, supply you know, is, a little bit tight, is going to be tight. So yeah, we think the oil price could move materially higher from here. Okay. All right, folks. Well, there's a few tips on how to diagnose how much inflation is going to impact your portfolio and a few sectors and stocks that might benefit as inflation takes hold in 2022. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis. Register for free at livewiremarkets.com to discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.